You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, the painkiller, Simone, and Kevin Jackson. You played to win the game. Hello? You played to win the game. Jets Nation, welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone, and I'm normally joined by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Jackson. Apparently he is running a little bit late, but that is okay, because you know what? I've got somebody that I'm going to bring in uh, who's going to help me kick things off tonight. So let's give him a nice, warm, Weapons Hot welcome. You know him, you love him, and here he comes. Ladies and gentlemen, from proud New York Jets fans, Mr. Nicholas Shine Jr. Wow, I like that. Thank you. That makes me feel all warm and tingly on the inside. Nicky, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? How are you? What is going on, my man? Talk to me. Not much, man. Loving camp so far. A lot of good stories coming out. A lot of positive stories, right? Nobody uh, with the I word yet. We don't even want to say it. No major eyes yet. <laughs> so, right. Thank God. Yep, yep. Knock on wood. Keep that going. So mm-hmm. a lot to discuss, man. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. Dude, you know you're always welcome. And I thank you again for uh, joining us tonight on such short notice. Kevin Jackson may be on his way. He may not be on his way. Either way, the show must go on. Um, we do have a surprise. Hopefully the, the surprise actually... Um, starts to come on, and once we get that surprise uh, all taken care of, let me tell you, it is going to be awesome. So now, ladies I and gentlemen, I hope yeah, I hope so too, because you know what? It's looking like it's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We have a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous surprise for you guys tonight. So I'm not going to spill the beans, because you know, that's how I am. I want to make sure that you guys are good to go. <laughs> Florin Park smells like jet fuel. Call Falk. Thank you for joining us tonight. Guy Fisher in the chat. Fire Jeff Ulbrich now. Like every day. If he could go and rent a plane to fly over Florin Park with the little tail sign, he would be like, hey, Woody, or hey, Rob. Fire Jeff Ulbrich now. With Idzik. Remember we had the fire Idzik uh, towels? Yep. And, yep. Exactly. I know that there are certain people that are not fans of Jeff Ulbrich. I get it. And I appreciate everybody who's in the chat right now sharing the show. Shout out to Tommy Gutman who just uh, jumped in. Guy Fisher making sure Jeff Ulbrich said that Quan Alexander is not a factor. We're going to talk about that today. Don't worry. I know. We've, we, we've been going back and forth with it. 
<laughs> Unique Islam in the chat. Let's get it. Welcome tonight, my friend. And you know what? Anybody who's in the chat, anybody who's just watching, share the show. Share the show with your friends. You got friends that are Jets fans. Tell them, hey, man, CJ the Painkiller, D. Simone, weapon hot, Weapons Hot's on. Come and check it out. This is a badass show. Come check out these two crazy dudes talking about New York Jets football. So, listen, Nikki, I know you've been on this show. You've been on this show quite a few times. So, do me a favor, really quick. Tell the listening public a little bit about proud New York Jet fans and most of all where they can find you so they can get your content because you guys, along with the IOW Sports Network, you guys do a tremendous, tremendous job with the content that you guys put out. I think you guys do not get enough attention. I do my best to share all the stuff that I see posted not only from proud New York Jet fans, but also from IOW Sports. So, please, the floor is yours, my friend. Talk to us. Talk to us about the mission. First off, thank you. That, that means a lot coming from you. Yeah, Proud New York Jets fans is on Facebook under that name. Also, our YouTube channel under the same name, Proud New York Jets fans. A little backstory on that. A buddy of mine, Jimmy Jardine, and I started Proud New York Jets fans a few years ago on the Facebook group because we were part of bigger groups and we just thought there was too much negativity. Not that we want to be homers, but if you put as much time, effort, and energy and money into a hobby, why do you want to... Be so miserable about it. Of course, exactly. things haven't been great. Of course, things haven't been good. We all know that. No one's looking past that. But I'm a forward thinker. Let's look ahead. Like, how do, how do we turn the corner? So Jimmy and I came together. We put our heads together, and we started that. Jimmy was more on the uh, the YouTube side and, and, and got that going. And, uh, you know, life happens sometimes. And Jimmy and I's schedules weren't mixing, and, and life was happening for both of us. So, you know, we both were going through some things, and, and our timing hasn't really worked out. But hopefully it will in the near future. And then we can get back to co-hosting the show together. Yeah, the YouTube channel, we do a Friday night hangout with uh, Jeremy from Jets Chaos. Adam Watu-K, who's on Green Beans and Jeremy's show a lot. Buffalo Jet fan comes on. Talking Jets with Tigo comes nice. on. Kevin was on two weeks ago before telephone pole took out his internet. I know Fridays you've been you've been moving around, and you know you always have an open invite to join us. Thank you. Uh, One of these days I'm going to take you up on yeah, it, I promise. Absolutely, man. Look forward to it. You know, we have a good time. We'll, we'll crack some beers. We'll hang out. It's more of a laid-back show. You know, a lot of jokes, a lot of laughs. Uh, the chat is outstanding. Guy Fisher says, I watch Chaos. I just saw your name in the chat. Either Saturday night I was on with uh, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, we have a good time. Jeremy was doing the Friday night hangout, and then he was gracious and said to me, why don't we host it on your channel to help your channel grow? So I'm closing in on 200 subs now. Hopefully. Nice. By the end of the week, hit that landmark. And from what everyone tells me, it's like once you hit 200, that's where you really start to catapult and take off. Because like that's where word of mouth starts to really help your product. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to talking Jets, man, as always. You know that. I'll talk Jets anywhere, anytime, any place. You put me in Absolutely. line at Quick Check, and I'll, I'll start talking to somebody. I'll hold up the whole damn line. That's it. That's, that's the way it should be. All right, so listen, I'm actually going to piggyback off of everything you just talked about again Tremendous job by you, the IOW Sports Network, proud New York Jet fans, and all of the content that you put out there. Let's let's dive into a little bit about training camp. You've been watching a lot of the press conferences. You've been watching a lot of the videos. Okay, give me the fans' eye view. Don't give me the Dick Simini, the Dennis Wozniak, or some other jackass out there that, that's got a Twitter feed that puts every friggin' play and who scratched their balls and who picked their ass or whatever on, on the sideline. Give me from what you saw, give me your feelings of it, as a fan, but also try to be as objective as you can. I mean, I know it's hard not to be a homer on this show, but it is what it is. Do your thing. Go for it. 
first thing is health, right? Like that's the thing. We're a week in and we're healthy. That's, I think, number one of training camp. Fant had the pads on, didn't get back out there yet. Becton's been out there. LaFleur was praising that, saying that, you know, being here every day has really helped him and, and getting out there now with the other guys and building that chemistry that, you know, him and Vera Tucker are both making a move to the other side. So the more reps that these two have together is only going to help us long-term. Tomlinson, you know, he's he's an all-pro type of guard. You plug him in. McGovern should have a much better season with, with the two guards he has next to him now. He played better last year after Van Rotten got out. Uh, for those that don't know, yes, I know his name. On my proud New York Jets fan show, I have a rule. You, whenever we reference him, you have to call him Van Rotten for how poorly he played Please. several years for us. Absolutely. We can only pray to Jesus that that he's in the game against when we play the Bills, and then we can just eat up Josh Allen up the middle. Chemistry, right? You were a young team. We need these reps. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. I said something. Reed had that interception. Fans groaned. C.J. Mosley called out the fans. It was like, why aren't you cheering the defense? We're the same team. We're going to make plays. They're going to make plays. And I'm totally on board with that. Why are you pissed that the defense made a play? We haven't had a defense that made plays in years. We want to see the defense. It's not that Zach did something bad. Maybe Reed picked up something and jumped the route. That's a good sign for us as a team. Not everything is going to be one-sided. So it's a young team that's going to grow. There's going to be mistakes still. We're not a Buccaneer, Rams, veteran lace team. So I'm very curious to see. I'm going Saturday to the green and white scrimmage. As of right now, I'm taking the kids. You know, I got a dozen tickets. Some friends are coming. Hopefully the thunderstorms that are scheduled for Saturday shift and we get to see this team live. It's a lot of young talent, man. It's a lot of young talent. We're not going to be veterans from day one. So I'm, I'm very excited to watch this team grow. You know, I, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. I think the Jets are going to be a team to be reckoned with because, like I've always said, if you can dominate the trenches, you have a chance in any game. And we're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage on offense, and we're also going to be able to do it on defense. So very, very excited about the potential of this team. But what's potential, right? I'm a coach. I say it all the time. Potential is just something you haven't achieved yet. So when we're looking at this team, a lot of potential. But let, let's see it all come together. You know, second year of the coaching staff, second year of the system. A lot of good things to look forward to with this team. Yeah, I completely agree. One of the things, too, that you take a look and you say to yourself, okay, this could really be a turning point for this football team is you're getting the notice that every single person that is on the field, there's just a different energy. There's just a different vibe. Now, I, I don't get the opportunity to listen to the press conferences live because a lot of times I'm at work. But everything is going to be wonderful and roses and who's doing this and this guy looks great and that guy's doing a good job. It's training camp, okay? Again, this is where I'm going to dish out humble pie. And I know a lot of people are going to get pissed off, but too bad, okay? At you? Practice. Nobody ever gets pissed at you. Yeah, right. Go ask Scott Kalispi. He'll tell you. 13 minutes into the show. That's the first time I heard his name. That might be a record. And there's going to be excuses, okay? One of the first comments of the night from me. (laughs) All right? So, look. There's going to be excuses. Scott Kalispi shared the show. Fans are scared about having another Donald on our hands because it's a passing league. I promise I'm going to talk about all of this. I promise. Give me a second. Now, my Humble Pie segment basically is this. I'm actually going to make a segment. Humble Pie with CJ the Painkiller, D. Simone. All right. I think that absolutely needs to happen. All right. Look, it's practice. 
It's training camp. We've been saying all offseason, guys better come into camp. They better be ready to go. They better be in shape. They better be ready to roll. How many times have we gone into training camp and everybody's showing up, dude, and they all they look great. They're all jacked and this, that, and third. And it, it, it looks like a weightlifting calendar. This guy's got the six-pack. This guy's got the eight-pack. This guy's going like this. This guy's going like this. The other guy's going like this. The other guy's going like this. I don't give a damn. Go on the field, play. Put the pads on, okay? Go on the field and play. Do your thing. That's what you need to do. I don't want to hear about Oh, well, this guy came in and he looks really good. And this guy came in, that guy looks really good. And this guy come, I don't care. Zach Wilson, oh, he got picked off in the end zone. And DJ Reed ran a 100-yard touchdown back after picking off Zach Wilson. That is all I saw for two days. Not Denzel Mims with one-handed catches over the middle. Not Garrett Wilson shining with Mike White and also, also getting to play with the first-team offense. Not the fact that you got two undrafted free agents that are making a lot of people start to turn heads. Rashad Davis and another undrafted free agent called Erwin Charles. Couple speedsters making a lot of nice plays. Had Mike White throwing him the ball. Erwin Charles had uh, Joe Flacco throw him an absolute rope. And the kid hauled it in. Made a tremendous catch. Made a tremendous play. Again, it's nice to hear about these plays. I don't want to sound like a dick. All right, but it's training camp. This weekend, the green and white scrimmage is going to start. In another, like what, nine days, the Jets are going to have their first preseason game, right? That's where the rub is going to meet the road. That's where I'm going to see, okay, how is Salah going to deploy this defense? What different combinations is he going to use? Now, obviously, we know the first two preseason games are basically nothing but dress rehearsal, right? You're going to see all vanilla playbooks. You're not going to see... A lot of people talk too much smack about the Jets' defense or the Jets' offense or Zach Wilson and his his zip on the ball and so on and so forth. But one of the things that I want everyone to keep into perspective is it's training camp, no live bullets yet, preseason games are right around the corner. We need to see the rubber hit the road first before we start getting excited. Now, if you're that green and white goggle Jet fan and Elijah Moore makes a two-yard grab... And you want to go, woohoo! Jets are going to Super Bowl, baby! Elijah Moore with a two-yard catch! Woohoo! Do you, baby? That's all you. Do you, boo-boo? That's not me. Because for 40-plus years, this team has looked great on, on the practice field, has looked great in training camp. You talk to the idiot Jet fans out there, oh yeah! The Kool-Aid guzzling jackasses out there, oh yeah! Every year, the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. 1 in 15, that's okay, we're going to the Super Bowl. No, yes, we have a lot more talent on this team. Yes, there's a lot more energy and discipline on this team. Yes, this is year two of a a brand new system that the Jets are installing. Yes, there's a lot of new moving parts that are coming in, which make the the Jets that much more of a dangerous team. (laughs) Bravo. Go on the field and show me before I buy into it. That's it. Now, somebody else who I'm sure is going to be very, opinionated on this subject. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to put some very, very special music on for this man. Can you that play really... the theme to welcome back, Cotter? So that's what I think we're going to play right here. We need to play a little bit more of it as we hear it coming in. 
There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, making his return to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast, give it up for your boy, Jimmy the Reaper Jardine! What's up, fellas? What's up, you handsome devil? Reaper, welcome back, my friend. How are How's you going? tonight? I'm, I'm good until I heard you crapping all over me. I did not crap all over you. Hey, I, I, <laughs> I just talked about you two minutes ago, how we started uh, Proud New York Jets fans together. Yeah, because all the Jets groups suck. And they have <laughs> crappy people in them. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Uh, yeah, man. We're in the process of coming back. I'm going to start doing content soon. I still got some other stuff that I got to get done, some things I got to get straightened out. But nice. things are moving along. Got a Glad kick-ass job. I work from home, so I'm in a headset and a, on a computer all day long. Awesome. New lady, new house. It's good. Nice. Nice. Good for you. That's what's up right sure. there. Yo, that Jet, uh, you know, there are two people over there with those Jets Falcons fags over the, uh, flags from, from London. I I want one of those. Somebody better hook your boy up to painkiller right over here with one of those flags. Come on now. Yeah, you got uh, one. Uh, Jimmy's got one, and uh, Jeremy's got one. Yeah, one of our gangrene UK guys sent that over to me. Nice. Oh, nice. So what's awesome up, man? Right Tell now. us, if you don't mind me asking a question, CJ. Go Jimmy, for it. Catch us up, man. What's your thoughts? Get, update us on where Jimmy is with the Jets. Dude, I'm thinking 11 wins. That's a down year for you in your projections, though. Mm. <laughs> Playing 17 now. I think the key is, is the first half of the season. I think if the Jets can go five and four or four and five in the first nine games, then I think we make the playoffs. The back half of the schedule, there's really only a couple tough games. Our team should be in midseason form by then. They'll I'm, be tested, right? With that opening schedule, they'll 100%. be... 100%. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting blown out anymore. We're going to be in these games competing. Right. So we're going to be battle-tested early and often. Yeah, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But uh, Pittsburgh, I'm a little worried about their defense. Their defense is going to be pretty strong. So that's going to be a pretty big test. Normally, I'm not too worried about the Steelers, but their defense is going to be rough this year. Uh, Kenny Pickett's not looking too terribly awesome. So the story today is that Rudolph's in the lead right now. Oh, Mason is? I'm not worried about him either. Their offense doesn't really scare me, but that defense can stifle some people. But we also have to remember that the New York Jets are the only team in the AFC East that's returning a full coaching staff. Everybody else had key positional changes. The other teams are learning brand new systems. That's going to help out early. I think Deshaun Watson being out for Cleveland is going to help us. So I I think Cleveland's a win. I think we can probably squeak one out against Pittsburgh. Buffalo's early on is probably going to be tough. We'll probably drop that one, but we'll at least see where we're at. So that that's what I think. I think five and four is my hope. And then kill it the second half, like the tail end of yep. the year. Double digits this year. Playoffs are bust. I like where C.J. Mosley's head's at. It's a very, very doable situation, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot more from this team. And one of the things that what I want to see is, and I do want to get a lot of your comments on the air. A lot of people are chiming in. A lot of people are very happy that Jimmy's back. And I want to, again, get these comments on the air. The first nine games are going to be the telltale sign of how the rest of the season's going to go. A lot of people seem to think that the Jets are going to get a lot, the majority of their wins on the back end of the schedule. I, however, think that a 500 start or a 4 and 5 or 5 and 4 start for the first nine games is absolutely doable. There are some people, like, you know, <coughs> Scott Kalispe, that believe, uh, you know, the Jets are going to go 3 and 6 in the first nine or 2 and 7 
or uh, one and eight, and you know the Jets are going to start you know zero and five, lose by an average of thirty points. But you know that's Scott's Scott getting, um, betting man mentality. Scott's getting more so, optimistic, huh? Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> you have to take something with it somewhere. Even a three and six start, though, the second half of the season, I can see us going. The last seven games, I see us going six and one. That's still a winning season. So yeah, I guess Scott is getting a little more positive. <laughs> All right, so. Talk to me, Nikki. What's going on? What are you thinking? I want to get closer to opening day before I put a number on it. You know, come on, man, be brave. Uh, but I want to see a team that competes, right? I don't want to see thirty-five to ten losses anymore. I want to be in every game with five minutes left, win or lose. If we're in a game with five minutes left, I think that's a giant leap for where we've been the last couple seasons. Aren't we tired of, of that though? I'm tired of getting blown out. I want to compete. I want, well, I want to no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about second quarter. Let's turn the game off. Kids want to go outside and play. I right. want us all on the edge of our seat until the final whistle, until there's three zeros up on the board. But at the end of the day, is a loss is still a loss. I'm tired of it. We can't put the carriage before the horse. There's right. going to be it, games where last year we got, what did we lose by? 40 to the Patriots? This year now, we beat them. That's closing the gap, right? That's progress. I, I want to see progress week to week. There's going to be some right. bumps in the road. We're not going to win every game. I think we all agree with that. The losses got to be competitive losses. I just think that Jets fans are a bullied people, and we can't go through life like, well, the bully only gave me one wedgie today. It used to be three, and we can't be happy with that. We can only be happy when there's no more wedgies, Nick. I got you. I've been saying we have. PTSD. That's being a jackass. We got post-traumatic jets disorder. We're all battered and wounded mentally and physically mm-hmm. from what we've been through for the last. Yep. And I, I think because of that, we have to hold this franchise to a higher standard. We have to stop being like. We have to stop being like. And I'm not. And I'm not like downing on what you're saying. I, I get where your head's at. I get where you're going. I'm just saying we can't keep thinking. That, oh, well, we were in that game that we lost. That's better. Still a loss. Oh, no, I think I'm we need to hold that's them. Acceptable. I'm not saying that's right. like what I'm looking for. No. I obviously want to win the games. But yeah, yeah. Being competitive puts you in a situation to win the games in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Not being down 20 to nothing at, at halftime no, with totally. no first downs like we were last year in a game. That crap's got to go. Give yourself a chance to win week in and week out is more of what I'm saying. Not the totally. it's good enough. And if you're in the game with five minutes, it's a one-possession game. you got a shot to win the game. Make a key play on offense or defense. You're getting out with the W. That's why I said I'm not putting that on what you were – I'm not saying you were saying anything like that. I'm just saying that the fan base as a whole – like I see it in the comments every week. Like I, Even if what I don't comment, I, I'm watching. And I keep seeing, just show me progress. I keep hearing, just show me progress. I'm like, I want to win. I don't care about the progress anymore. The The team is beyond me saying progress at this point. Like, now it's put up or shut up. Give me the wins. We have the team to do it. We have the pieces in place. We have a second-year quarterback coming into finally, finally, a same playbook that he had the year before. Finally. It hasn't happened in a decade. But we finally have that. We have arguably two years in a row of this year, I think Brees Hall was rated as the number one running back coming out of college. Michael Carter was in the top five, arguably. Top 10, probably more realistically. But we got him in with the fourth round. So we have arguably two. shared with Javante Williams, right? If he was at a school where he was just the man, he probably would have been higher rated coming out. Probably top five, an easy consensus top five. Arguably, we have two of the best running backs in college football over the last two years on our roster. 
probably now two of the best route runners that have come out of college at wide receiver on our roster. We have an offensive line that was actually ranked by PFF as 11th overall at the end of last year. We have most of them returning, so that can only get better. We have hands down a better defense. This is now, it's win now. It's win time. It's not show me progress. Let me make sure, Zach, I want to see Zach throw a few less interceptions, a few more touchdowns, win or lose. I'm past that, man. I, I Maybe I'm just being a jerk about it, but I'm past it. I oh. think a decade of playoff drought is enough's enough. I hear you. Uh, the AFC is loaded. I want to be playing meaningful games after Thanksgiving. If Burrow and the Bengals can do it on a quick turnaround, I mean, we can do it on a quick turnaround. We're going to be able to be explosive. Somebody the other day in one of the comments on uh, Jeremy's show that I was on said that He's concerned that we don't have big wide receivers. Is our receiver room too small was the question. No. And my response was no, because when you have guys like Moore and Wilson who can create separation, separation allows you to play bigger than you actually are. Mm -hmm. And I always reference Antonio Brown. When I look at Elijah Moore's route running, I see Antonio Brown's footwork. How many times did you see a wide receiver run a route to the sideline and they're jumping or it's a contested play? Because in his cut, he didn't get separation. How many times did you see Antonio Brown like backpedaling, catching the ball here because it's an uncontested play because he dogged the guy in the cut and the guy had no chance? That's what I see with Moore. I see a guy who is so precise and doesn't slow down in his cuts and his breaks. He's going to be able to play like he's 6'1 or 6'2 because of the separation that he gets. Mm -hmm. And Wilson, it's just a freak show. The, the guy skies for the ball. He'll go yeah, up his, verti his vertical is insane insane watching him he'll get the contested balls because he can jump as if he's a six three six four guy you know he's got incredible ability to go up and get the ball for someone who might not be six foot might be a little bit under so the the weapons that we have the line that we have the commitment to the run that we have like i'm very very excited for what we're going to be able to do schematically two of the main things i'm looking at third down conversion rate time of possession we're going to play complementary football, offense helping defense, defense helping offense. We need to stay on the field more. We need to convert third downs. We need to extend drives. And we need to control the time of the clock more where we're wearing the other team down. We're late in the game, five minutes left. We have the energy and we have the stamina to go out there and get a stop or finish that drive. That Tampa Bay drive where we scored and took the lead, we scored too damn quick, right? We gave the ball back to Brady and we lost because we scored too damn quick. But a good, fresh defense doesn't give that up. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so let me get some of these comments on the air. It's going to be quite a few, so please, everybody bear with me. Thomas Gutman, shout out to him. Also, Lawson was in beast mode. Again, like last preseason, hope he doesn't hurt anybody. Fans are scared about having another Donald on our hands. It's a passing league. Our defense is on fire. The pass rush is dominating our offensive line and our secondary is second and none. The only reason why Zach is having problems. Reed got burned today by Elijah Moore. Guy Fisher chiming in, 11 days against the Eagles. Michael Larimore, shout out to him. Thank you for joining the show tonight. How much of the new talent can we expect to make an impact? I think a great deal of the new talent is going to make an impact because a lot of these guys are coming in here and they have something to prove. They want an opportunity to come out and show that they belong you know, here in the NFL, they belong playing at this level. So there could be a lot. Especially on defense, you're going to see a lot of rotation. All right, Jerry Pettigrassi in the comment. Thank you again for, for tuning in. First things first, got to win division games, period. Can't go 0-12 in the division the last two years. Guy Fisher saying, Jimmy, what's up, brother? 
Michael Laramore back in. How is Clemens looking? I hope I'm wrong, but I expect him to make an impact. He will. That's my surprise draft pick. Like, keep an eye on Clemens. Don't sleep on that guy because he's going to be a beast. Yeah, he also thinks he's going to have a bigger impact than Jermaine Johnson, possibly. I don't think that. I don't think bigger impact than Jermaine because Jermaine's bendability is next level. And he had to go against very fast ACC tackles on the edge. So he's definitely earned his stripes as far as that goes. But Michael Clemens, he's going to bully defensive linemen wherever they put him. They might put him on the interior as well. A lot of people think that he's going to be like the JFM in training. Like Probably. He'll be able to pass yeah. rush from outside. They'll shift him inside and outside. They'll, yeah, they'll find him places. Outside and run situations, put him inside and passing. Yep. Like that, that Justin Tuck type of role. Because think, think about that. Think about JFM or Quentin Williams on the inside with Michael Clemens. And then you got Carl Lawson on the side, Jermaine Johnson on the other side. Or you got Mike or Jermaine Johnson on the other side. Like you're talking about three of potentially the nastiest pass rushers, at least in the AFC, maybe in the NFL, all at the same time. Periodically, right. that's going to be nasty. All right, so let's keep going with these comments. Johnson had a few sacks, so did Clements, Guy Fisher, Michael Laramore. First half, I could see us catching some teams early. We'll st- we start with the AFC North. Scott Kalispe to all of Nick's comments, L- LMAO. Guy Fisher, I want us to play all the top playmakers. I want the world to know the Jets are here. Michael Laramore with a question, does Mims have a real shot to stick? Now, I did answer this question in the chat. So I'm going to give my answer, and then, gentlemen, I want you guys to kind of piggyback and tell me whether you agree or disagree. I think Denzel Mims can get a spot on this 53-man roster if he can continue the type of play that he is playing right now. If he continues to catch balls, not drop them, continue to be a focal point within this offense, he's going to make it very, very tough for the New York Jets to actually want to move him. So... If he continues to play at the level that he's playing right now, if he continues to progress and shows that he can, in fact, know this offense, play with this offense, do exactly what he's being asked to do within this offense, he's going to make Robert Sala's decision very, very tough in regards to Denzel Mims. So, Jimmy, I'm going to start with you and then we'll kick it over to Nick. Talk to me. Agree? Disagree? Am I tripping? Very hopeful, CJ, and I can't take that away from you, but disagree. As a passing target, Denzel Mims is literally like the ninth, potentially the tenth target option in this offense. Because he's fifth or sixth on the wide receiver depth chart. And then Uzoma and Conklin. So those two are better pass catching opportunists than he is. So that's eight or nine. And then you got Brees Hall and Michael Carter out of the backfield. Let them ball out in camp and let everybody see it. What we think could have been a fifth or a sixth round draft pick for him could turn into a second or third. Nick, what do you think? First, uh, replying to Scott's comment, if Scott doesn't agree with me, I feel pretty good about where I'm at with my opinions. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, let's just get that out there, too. If Scott's not on board with me, that's the Derek Jeter fist bump. Mims had a good day day one, and then I haven't heard a damn thing about him since. I know he made some nice catches day one. Saturday, Rashad Davis made some nice plays. Saturday, Salah made a comment when asked about Rashad Davis and other guys. He said something that we haven't had a Jet head coach say in a very long time. We are going to be cutting NFL players. The roster is finally good enough where guys that we cut are going to get picked up immediately by other teams. And it's not that we made a bad move in cutting somebody. right? It's that our roster level is starting to rise 
where now other teams are going to be picking from our scraps instead of us having to go pick from theirs. So I think Mims gets moved. They try to get something in return for him. They might try to showcase him a little bit in the preseason games. Vincent Smith is higher on the depth chart than Denzel Mims. Think about that. I can see Rashad Davis taking Smith's spot because Davis can contribute to special teams. I can't see Rashad Davis coming up and taking Mims' spot because you're not going to keep Smith and Davis as special teams guys, right? Because you already got Berrios as a punt returner. If Davis can be a gunner with his speed, Jeff Smith's gone. Like, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of either-ors on this team. It's going to be Smith or Davis. It's going to be Huff or Martin or Curry. Two of those three make it. I don't see all three making the team. There's going to be guys who get cut that team scoop up immediately. And that just shows that we finally have depth. We finally have an NFL roster. There's going to be some guys that get cut that we're upset about. But you know what? Should be happier about the guys that we have. No injuries. No injuries. Everyone's healthy. I can't see Mims making the roster. And think about it like this, because the business side of this of this game, the scouts are already out watching college practices. The scouts are already out checking out potential targets for next season, for the next year's draft. There, it could very well be that we have our eye on on a very tall possession style wide receiver coming out next year. There's a ton of different possibilities. And I think you just run into a problem because the last two years, Mims hasn't been able to follow the playbook. And I just think he's so far behind. Maybe he's got it now. Maybe they've simplified it for him. But if you're simplifying a playbook for a wide receiver, he's not getting the routes and the opportunities. Like they have to cut out the majority of what he can do. That's not the guy you want long-term if you're having to trim down the playbook. You cut the fat, you move on. Absolutely. Here's a comment from Scott Kalisby, of course. Nick, you laughed at me last year when we did the show together and I said, lay the 17 points against the Bills. Thomas Gutman, I believe our losses were by design last year. Jets played for draft position. Jets signed a bunch of half-assed injured players on purpose, in my opinion, just to justify explainable losses. I think it was more along the lines of trying to see what we had. I don't think it was... They were trying to win if we could get the win. But I think it was more, let's really see where everyone's at. Let's see how our depth looks. Let's see what positions we need to look at. But What kind of a leash do you think Zach Wilson gets? Again, this is a question from Mikey Laramore. I don't think there's a leash. Last year when he got hurt, and I always reference this, when Greg Knapp horrifically passed away, Michael Fuller wasn't supposed to be have anything to do with the pass game. He was going to be the run game coordinator, and Knapp was going to be the passing game coordinator. Last year, rookies, OTAs, everything leading up until Nap passed, every rep, every throw, Nap was with Wilson. I'm not trying to compare our loss as fans to what Nap's family went through, you know, in the bigger picture. But sure. for Wilson, the guy that you were leaning on, every rep got taken away from you before you could even hit the field. That hurts. That's a setback. Now, I'm not making excuses for him. He was a rookie. He was going to make good plays. He's going to make bad plays. We saw that. But when he got hurt, LaFleur's balls dropped as a play caller because now they weren't worried about if Josh Johnson, if Mike White or Joe Flacco fail. It was, let's open the playbook. And let's see what happens. And we guys were throwing for three, 400 yards. Completely different game plan. Correct. And it was more, I think, LaFleur, you weren't treating those guys with kid gloves because you don't yep. give a damn if they fall off the face of the earth. Had to ease your rookie, you know, number two overall pick into it. As any team would, right? You don't throw a rookie quarterback into the fire in the NFL because that's just not how you how you manage a rookie quarterback these days. So when you look at that and then you look at how Zach progressed when he came back, he wasn't committing turnovers. Was he holding on to the ball? Yes. But why is that? Our offensive line was trash. 
our receivers were all injured. I think we only had 28 snaps last year with Davis, Moore, and Crowder together. So when you're looking at Zach and, and the progress that he made, a lot of the progress was here. We know he's got this, right? I don't think anyone questions he's got he's got the arm. He's got the cannon. He can make every throw an NFL quarterback needs to make. Now that he's comfortable more mentally and the guys that we have, the tight ends, the receivers, the running backs out of the backfield, I think this kid is going to feast this year. Granted, we're a run-first team. We're the 49ers, right? We're going to be what the 49ers were. Control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, beat up the opposition on defense, manhandle them in the trenches on offense, and make key throws. Hit some play action, hit some key throws. Be a couple notches higher than Jimmy Garoppolo, you could very well have a Super Bowl team here in a year or two. That's how good I think the roster is going to be. And all of these young guys, Sauce, Reed, Michael Carter, that's a great cornerback group. The defensive line is coming along. The offensive line, the running backs. I think Brees Hall is going to be a top running back in the league from week one. And when you can get that run game going and you got these hogs on the offensive line that we have, and you can run behind Vera Tucker and Beckton to the right, and you can pull Tomlinson coming around, not many teams are going to be able to man up and stop that. Now you mix in play action with that, and you got guys like Wilson and Moore going deep with a one safety high if you commit to stopping our run, I, I think we could be very, very good. Scott Kleesby had to leave because he's out doing a few things, but he did want me to get this last comment on the air for him. I'm out doing a few things. Tell them this. I'm the only one who has been right about this team the last three years. So keep laughing with your Until they start to win, I'm going to keep telling the truth, whether any of you want to hear it. Because at the end of the year, I've been the one without poop all over my face. I welcome... Congratulations. Your negativity and skepticism has paid off well for you. <laughs> I will stand... I've said this on this show. I've, Nick, I've said it when we were doing our show, which we'll start up again too, by the way. I've said this before. I will stand with my head held high if I call out like I'm doing this year, like I did last year, like I did the year before. When I call out double-digit wins, because I'm never not going to say it, I will stand next to it. I'll stand next to that prediction. I can be objective and I can be analytical about this team in positional and, and business-wise, but I'm always going to be a Jets fan. And a, and as such, I'm always going to rep my team to the fullest and think we're going to win the Super Bowl every year. My fantasy football league is all Colts fans and Patriots fans, so I always get it in the <laughs> neck from them anyway. So I, I want to answer that Zach Wilson question about the leash question. Do it. However, I need to address Michael Laramore. One comment he made, I think the heat from, and I think he, the heat from Mike White might motivate Zach. There is absolutely no heat from Mike White. Mike White has and always will be a backup NFL quarterback, period. He benefited one game against Cincinnati with a brand new game plan that no one in the NFL saw coming. Plain and simple. Zach Wilson was not given that game plan in the first games of the year. I agree with you that there's not going to be a leash, and I think the reason being is because Zach Wilson has to be given this team, and I think Salah knows that, and I think LaFleur knows that. So Zach Wilson's got to take ownership, not just leadership, but ownership. Zach Wilson has to own this offense, so he's going to have to ride or die by this offensive play. And to do that, to be that leader, he's got to be able to perform. I think he's capable of taking that step. So they're not going to hold him back by keeping some training wheels on him when they're, you know, you can't keep training wheels on your guy and then tell all the 10 other guys around him, that's your leader, go respect him. You can't do that. He's got to yeah. earn it. 
Facts. So can I address something that I saw in the uh in the chat? No. Thomas Gutman said, Nick, the O-line was garbage today. Hope we get it together, but it's not looking good as of today. Thomas, this is with every team every year. Defense has the advantage on the offensive lines early in camp every single year with every single team. This is common. It's the first day in pads. And, and defense always has that early advantage. I like that our offense is going to have to grow. I like that they're going to have to come together and, and improve. And, and we have the talent to do it. They just Two guys are in new spots. Fant isn't even in yet. I'm not stressing the offensive line. The reason for that, defense by nature is reactionary. You can't make a defensive play. You can't tell your middle linebacker, you're going to fake to the right, do a juke, and then go left. You don't know what the play is going to do, if it's going to go left, right, up the middle, over the top, whatever. So defense is always reactionary. If your offense is eating your defense's lunch of week one of camp, you have a big-time problem on your NFL team. Correct. Absolutely. Offense is timing, precision. Defense is read and react, go be dogs. So you have that early advantage on the defensive side until the offense gets their timing down. New positions for Tucker and Becton on the right side. Mm-hmm. They're probably getting used to their footwork. That's going to be a work in progress, right? That's going to mm-hmm. be something to monitor in the next couple of weeks. I think I don't think any of us have any concerns. It will be an issue come September. But right now, they're professionals, right? These guys have done it. It's just a matter of muscle memory, switching it to from your left side to your right side. Yeah, offense is working on building a scheme. The defense is trying to stop it. That is a gigantic advantage going into camp. Now, if we get into, like, middle of the preseason and practices and, and we're still seeing this offense struggle, we might have to ask a question or two. Week one, you definitely want to see your defense performing like we're seeing ours doing right now. I am extremely excited. I'm 43. CJ, I know you're a little bit older. Jimmy, you're right around my age, right? I'm 40. This is the first time the three of us and most of the guys in the chat, I'm sure, have ever seen a New York Jets defense built off of speed. Do you know how fun this is going to be to watch a defense that flies Mm -hmm. around the field? I can't wait for it. Let's continue with these comments, CJ. You bet. All I'm right, liking this. We have to come up with a segment today, man. This is fun. I like just talking Jets. I, I'm right. very curious in CJ's humble pie segment. I can't wait for that to be become a regular thing. We got a little tease of it earlier. Ray Mallard, shout out to him. Thank you for tuning in, my friend. Mims will make the final 53. Lowell Litchmore, this is why Scott tunes in, just to disagree and boast about being right. Guy Fisher says O-line needs chemistry. Shout out to Mark Dub for watching us tonight. Guy Fisher, Mims needs that breakout game where the fans are screaming his name. And I believe that'll be the turning point. Uh, thumbs up from Michael Larimore. Also, he did have another question. Are you guys sold on Sala? You guys are going to answer that question after I finish these comments, okay? So just keep that one at the back of your mind for a moment. Guy Fisher back in there. We have five or six pass rushers whose names are going to be called all season. Lowell Litchmore, uh, he actually uh, tagged me in there. CJ Simone. he still thinks being pessimistic about a banned franchise is football IQ. <laughs> uh, Thomas I almost, Gutman. I almost spit water out. I took a sip from my gallon and I almost spit water out. During <laughs> that, <laughs> that was perfect. Thomas Gutman. Okay, guys, Fant wasn't in today and Ajoa was. Remember, one of Fant or Beckton will be out most games. And our swing tackles are still very questionable. 
Michael Larimore is a Jet fan. Jimmy, I expect a top 10 or better defense this year with the influx of talent. Thomas G, given uh, solid explanations to both uh, Nick and Jimmy. Mike with another question. Which one of the hybrids we drafted last year will make an impact? Sherwood or Nasseldean? Two questions I'm going to have you guys answer. One, are we sold on, on Salah? I'm going to go to Jimmy first, then we'll go to Nick, and then we'll go back to the hybrids where we'll start off with Nick first. And then Jimmy, and then after that, we're going to do our final thoughts as we're starting to come up against it. So let's rock and roll, guys. Am I sold on Salah? Absolutely. I think he's got the right level of bluster about him. I think he's the antithesis of Rex Ryan. He gets loud at the right times, not the wrong times. I like that. Players want to be here with him. Quan Alexander is a prime example of this. So, yes, I'm sold on Salah because Salah lets not just his players, but he lets his coaching staff be who they are. He doesn't micromanage. He doesn't make it about him. He makes it about the organization, about the players, about the team. I love that when he first got hired, when he says, I want you guys to be talking about the players. I want you guys to be able to make as much money as you can. Like, that's dope. I like that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely sold. Definitely sold on Salah. He's got an outstanding and unique way of dealing with professional athletes. He doesn't talk down to them. We've had other coaches. Parcells had a little niche for doing that, but Parcells was very good at finding the ways to to reach each player. I really think Robert Salah is a people person first and a football coach second. And I think he's an outstanding football coach. It just shows where he is. Whenever you hear him discuss human interactions, Jets dropped a two-minute trailer today for those that haven't seen it. It was the preview for one Jets drive coming up starting on August 9th. Emmy Award nominated show. It's fantastic. Flight 2022 was awesome, but one Jets drive to me is the thing I look forward to every Every season. year. Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. Imagine how fun it's going to be when we're winning these games. It's not Dude. doom and gloom at the end, right? The production and, and the quality will be so much better. But when you look at the way Salah, he says it in the video, we're going to be great. We're going to wake up. We're going to go to bed better than when we woke up in the morning. And we're going to be judged off of our interactions, how we interact with other people, how we treat other people. Like he puts that message into his football meetings. And, and you see with Douglas and Salah in unison, we got two outstanding guys leading our program. That's why our culture has changed so fast. And I was going to mention it. Jimmy brought it up. Quan Alexander took $850,000 guaranteed to come be here. He chose here over the other places. Salah being the main reason. So I think we have the right guy. I think he had dealt a bad roster last year. He got dealt injuries. He got dealt a reclamation project. And I can't wait for him to get the credit he deserves. Somebody... A couple of weeks ago brought up the head coaching rankings came out and he was bottom five or six. And I was like, we got to understand these coaching rankings are what have you accomplished as a head yeah. coach? He hasn't accomplished anything yet. He had a four and 13 season with a rookie quarterback and a ton of injuries. We got the right guy to lead this team going forward. Definitely. I think we got a guy who could be a long term. He reminds me of Mike Tomlin. He's got a great demeanor. He yeah. handles people the right way. But if he's got to light a match under his backside, he'll do it. So we saw him get into some reps last year with certain situations and certain calls. We know he's passionate about his team, and we know he's passionate about coaching. So I don't have any knocks whatsoever on our head coach. I couldn't think of one if you paid me. And Nazodine and Sherwood, we didn't see enough to pick one, right? I'll be honest. It's a 50-50 coin toss right now. I like the fact that they both have something that Joe Douglas is very keen on and Salah too positional flexibility we have some questions at safety i wouldn't be surprised if one of them whoever might lose out on the linebacker job now that we got Quan there too 
if one of them get bumped back to their college position of the safety to have a special teamer, backup linebacker, backup safety, have one guy doing three roles. I'm very curious to see how both of these play out. If both of them make the team in year two, when you have the turnover in the roster and you have that first year of a new regime, we all know not everyone's going to make the team long-term, but these guys are athletic. They can run, they can cover, they can tackle. I'd like to see both of them find a spot on the team. And I think that might be a way of doing it. I think Nasruddin's on pace to do something, but I think Jamie and Sherwood has already shown more. This is a good problem to have, really, because we get to see who wants it more. So if I get to see who wants it more, I reward that winner. It's a business. Not everybody's going to succeed, but they're balling. They do what they can to make this roster. If they're willing to rip a deep, like an offensive lineman's head off, and eat it in front of me, let's give him a roster spot. Jimmy's like, like the uh, Joker in The Dark Knight when he goes in and kills <laughs> the gang leader, and he's like, I have an opening in my organization. There's only room for one. You two figure it out. And walks out of the room. That's Jimmy right there. That's what popped into yeah. my head as he was talking. <laughs> Absolutely. God, I missed you. I want violent monsters on this team. I want people to fear coming to MetLife Stadium like people feared going to the Coliseum in L.A., back in the 80s like they were either going to get shot on the way to the stadium or one of the players was going to shoot him at the stadium that's why i took such a liking to michael clemens right off the bat he's like yeah i'm a monster on the field you're so mild-mannered how do you do it he's like click flip the switch and i'm like yes get some (laughs) i'm like that's what i want i want 53 of that guy like week one I want Michael Clemens going out for the coin toss <laughs> by himself. <laughs> Dude, I keep trying to find a gif. You remember the movie Underworld? Yep. Ray's the second lichen, the second in command lichen. Mm-hmm. The big, he's a real deep voice. Yep. I'm like, that's him. I'm trying to find the gif of the very beginning of Underworld where they're in the subway and he sees the vampire and he just throws his jacket off and transforms into a werewolf. I'm like, that is my Michael Clemens t-shirt. That is Michael (laughs) Clemens. He throws the jersey on and turns into a freaking werewolf. That's that's what we need. 53 werewolves. Yeah, (laughs) I I agree with that. Wait, you got 52 and you got the MILF hunter and Zach Wilson. I've named all my fantasy football teams Zach the MILF Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) Zach the MILF Slayer. (laughs) Let's talk about that for just a split second because... You know this is not a show unless Jimmy the Reaper is going to weigh in on this. So, Jimmy, the floor is yours, my friend. Okay, CJ, I apologize in advance, but Zach Wilson's ex cheats on him with Dax Milne. They break up. Zach hits a MILF. She outs him for it, thinking it's going to hurt him. Zach Wilson played that perfectly. He played it perfectly. She created the legend for him. He let her run her mouth. He let the news, the sports news media, he let them just get into a frenzy. And then he's like, new phone, who dis? Been away for a while, what'd I miss? (laughs) (laughs) He played it perfectly, dude. Perfectly. Now he's a legend. Yeah. And his ex is a dumb bitch. Sorry. That's what I had to apologize. Just a couple more comments, and then I want to get, uh, we'll, we'll get ourselves to final thoughts here. Lowell Litchmore, Hope Sherwood, and Nasseldine play well enough to replace Quincy. Eric Rock, thank you for tuning in. Haha, <laughs> nice one, Nick. Keep it rolling. This is good. Tommy G, Sherwood was a big fifth sleeper pick by JD, so he'll be given every opportunity when healthy. I think he has the edge to do so. 
Uh, Eric Rock said, Nick, you're hydrated. Go in. Michael Aramore in. Jimmy, the Jets weren't scared of them Raiders of the 80s. Watch the tapes. Mormons know how to treat their women. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Guy Fisher, the first thing is to be mentally tough, not to be intimidated by these other teams' defenses. The defenses has one job, just eat the other quarterbacks. Off the menu, Guy Fisher just put so many different things over here. I can't even, uh, I can't even read it all. But Guy, we we, we get what you're saying. Hey, are some so, of your comments from YouTube? Because I have the Facebook open to see the comments, and I'm not seeing all the ones that you're reading. Do you have both coming into you? Right now, I'm just reading the stuff off of Facebook. I do not have the YouTube feed up. But if you see anything on YouTube over there, by all means. Uh, no, please. I'm on Facebook, but a lot of the comments you read, I, I haven't seen. I was just curious. Yeah, I've been reading that's them off some, of the... That's me, the, the streamer, asking you, a fellow streamer, a question. I'm off of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network feed, which is the main one. Thomas Gutman will finish this one off just saying in 2021, J.D. Fillard roster with three fifth-round picks, three sixth-round picks. Sherwood was taken, was the first taken of the six lower picks. So that's going to do it for tonight. Let's wrap this up with final thoughts. Reaper, we're going to start with you. Welcome back. We're going to give you a solo layout for this. It's good to to jump on a show. I'm going to try to do everything I can to make it back to being full-time as soon as I can. But I appreciate the love, you guys. I appreciate coming back. I love talking Jets football with you. Like I said, life just tends to happen. and We got to make sure that part's okay before we can do this fun part with all of you guys. So I do appreciate it. My final thoughts, I'm just going to go ahead and bash some Jets fans again. Let's, let's talk about how everything seems to be the end of the world. It seems to be Zach Wilson throws an interception in camp and in week one of camp no less and now all of a sudden he's just the worst thing that's ever happened guys there's a reason that some of you out there do not work for an nfl franchise try to remember that from moving forward i analyze what i see and i present it to you as objectively as i can admittedly that's not very objective because i love this team but there are times when i don't know what i'm talking about and I'm for, I'm fully willing to admit when I don't. And I think that some of you guys out there need to adopt that policy and either just stop talking or just be like, hey, I had a bad take and I was wrong. Ultimate point, it's a new year. Let's just please, for the love of God, just, just enjoy it. Just enjoy this time. We're zero and zero. We're tied for first place. Just freaking enjoy it man just be a good fan just i'm tired of negativity being shrouded in a claim of realistic it's not a thing you're just being negative if you want to live in that negativity you do you but stop trying to bring the rest of us down and that is my final thought please jets fans stop bringing us down all right nikki you are all set brother go i missed him so much <laughs> I, I messaged CJ during that rant. I was like, I missed yep. you so much. And I was like, we're, we're 0-0 time for first place. <laughs> I, I can't say it enough. We got reason to be really excited. It's legitimate this time. It's not smoke and mirrors. It's not BS. It's not anything other than domino effect of bringing in the right GM who's got the ship turned in the right direction. Now we got to start getting that momentum in the right direction. But the nose of the ship is finally facing the right way. The left hand knows what the right hand's doing. The right hand knows what the left is doing front office coaching staff are in sync and now we just build upon it right like the last two drafts are cornerstone drafts and and we have the ability this franchise has the ability to start playing meaningful football after halloween 
how many seasons have we had end beef? My birthday is October 18th. And my joke that I've made for many years is that I'm studying the draft before my birthday even gets here most seasons. I don't want to know a damn name in the draft until after Martin Luther King Day. I want to get through the middle of January before I even say, oh, wow, the draft's in four months? Oh, the Jets season is still going on. Man, I'll get to that when we get to that. That's my goal as a Jet fan. We're closer this year than we were last year and than we were the year before. Every day we're going to get closer. We got depth. We got talent. We got speed. We got power. We got coaching. And it's a time to be excited. My final thought before I head out, I mentioned it earlier. CJ, I'm going to plug the show again. Jimmy and I started Proud New York Jets fans. You can follow us. Join us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. We do a Friday night hangout. It's a blast. We'll do some pop-up shows. If, if Jimmy's back in the fold, we'll be pumping out more material individually and collectively between the two of us. It was our baby together, and it will remain our baby. That's something I've said to others who, who've asked me about uh, joining the show. I'm like, I got a partner. Everything's going to work itself out in time. Thank you anyway. So, Jimmy, again, welcome back. Even if it's just a little temporary thing until everything straightens out, brother. Very happy to see you crushing beers again during the show. Even though they're Keystone, I can't really consider them beers. Up above dude, dude, that is like it's my baby, yeah. man. Don't talk about my baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, CJ, I'll say this to you as we throw it back to you to finish your show. When Jimmy and I are the two calm ones on the show, you know it's going to be fun. I'm the, yeah, I'm the I, guy that tells the fans. Back, like, up. I'm, I'm ready to see this. Go ahead, brother. All yours. <laughs> and thank you All for right. having us. Thank you. Listen, you guys are always welcome. You guys make this show worthwhile. And this is the reason why we do this. We do this so fans can come on this show. Fans like Nick. Fans like Jimmy. Fans like myself. We come on. We have this platform. We can speak our mind. We also have... Fans like you guys that are in the comments, that are in the chat, that are interacting with us and stuff like that. This show does not work without you guys. And we do this for you because we want to hear what you guys think. You guys want to hear what we think. And we love it. We love the, the, the back and forth because this is how the conversation gets started. This is how good things happen. This is how, yeah, disagreements. You see one side of the coin, you see the other side of the coin. Whatever. This is what we do. We give our opinions. We're not experts. We're fans. Yes, yes I am. Just like you. <laughs> no, well, Jimmy thinks he's an expert. <laughs> Let me one ask me anything about the salary cap contracts, the draft. CJ, last year, you know, I may not have gotten all the teams and players right. Oh, no, I no, no. You did. You got, I, you got quite I, a few of them right. I so, correctly man. predicted 30 out of 32 players in the first round. This past draft? Expert, yeah. I, I had 28. Kudos to you for top. I had 28. CJ, I do want to add one thing which could be beneficial to the show going forward. You bring on two optimistic people like Jimmy and myself. Notice Scott left the show early. So you might want to run with that going forward. <laughs> He's watching like, oh, oh, God. I got shit. They have found the remedy. <laughs> this is Humble Pie segment part two. You be as optimistic as you want. You root for the team as much as you want. You do whatever it is you want to do. You guys know my position on it. Training camp is here. Guys are going to shell out. You're going to see this report, that report, the other report. In the offseason, we saw this video, that video, and the other video. All right, you guys already know. I don't give a damn. You know what I care about? When the rubber meets the road. Go out and show me a 100% healthy football team. Go out and show me Carl Lawson at 100% going and eating up quarterbacks like cheeseburgers. All right, 
Show me Makai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker just completely manhandling people so that way our running game could be one of the most dominant in the NFL this season. That's what I want to see. Show me an offense that's going to actually put points on the board and not that we have to rely on a field goal kicker and then we have to go and hold ourselves and say a Hail Mary as he goes and kicks the ball instead of it going into the friggin' stands to far left or far right or hitting the hot dog vendor who's walking down the stairs. All right? So I don't want to hear any of that garbage. Show me a team that's going to be competitive. Show me a team that's going to go out there and is going to is going to play their asses off for 64 minutes and give Jet fans something to be proud of, something to cheer about. Show me a football team that's going to go out there and is going to strike fear into the rest of the NFL one team at a time. That instead of teams circling the New York Jets as a W in pencil saying, okay, well, this is a bye week. We could start our JV guys. That they know that they have to start their starters. They know they have to bring their A game because if they don't, they're going to get punched in the mouth. That's the type of football team that I want. That's the type of football team I want to get behind. And that's the type of football team that I expect to see this season. Now, you want to predict wins and losses. You want to be like Scott and say the Jets are going to go 2-7 and seven in their first nine. You want to be like Jimmy and say that they're going to go 7-2. and two, Nick at 8-1 and one or, or whatever. Fine, do you. Okay, for me, show me what you're going to do first. Show me Zach Wilson building off of, the, off of the momentum that he built last year. Show me this defense actually taking a step forward. Show me this team starting to actually get killer instinct and being able to put teams away in the fourth quarter instead of us having to go like this and worry as we're, as we're up by two. Now, show me. Two words. Show me. Do you know why? Because this team has sold me for the past 46 fucking years. Okay? That's how long I've been a goddamn Jets fan. I'm sick and tired of the lies. I'm sick and tired of buying into this is a new era. This is this. This is that. This is the other thing. Okay, last year you got your honeymoon phase. You got your wash year. All right, now's your time. You got your talent. You went out. You got this guy. You got that guy. You got the other guy. You got this. You got that. You got the dirt. All right, now go ahead. Show me you can put it together and go put some points on the board and go put some W's on the board. After that, then we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation and I'll tell you where my head's at. Until I see that, as a Jets fan, not being right, not being negative, I'm not being a Kool-Aid drinker, I'm not getting behind anybody, it's time for you to show me. Like Jimmy said earlier, it's time for fans to start demanding more from this franchise, right? It's time for us to start demanding a better product. Well, this is me demanding a better product. Plain and simple. I haven't bought not one stitch of Jets merchandise or Jets memorabilia, or whatever, this season, and will not, until I start seeing some wins. Then maybe. Show me wins first. Then I'll stick my hand in my pocket. That's my TED Talk, my final thoughts for this evening. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's Did you get a Bluzer jersey? I did. That was actually at the end of last year. I want one. Uh, Go talk to Justin Menga. Okay. Okay? If you search him up on Facebook. Done way up. I think He's I'll talk, part of our I'll group, talk Jimmy. to Sonny. Justin's talk in uh, Proud. He's in Proud on Facebook. I know. There. I know. Talk to Justin or talk to Sonny. I got mine from Justin. I'm very happy for I, I've been hunting for an Emerson Boozy jersey forever. Same. So, and and I was able to, to finally get one, so. And apparently I wasn't friends with Sonny during the good times when he just like, here, you can have this Emerson Boozer jersey. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's why I was trying to make it out to the man's wedding this year, but I can't make it. I just got promoted at work, so. Oh, good for you, man. That's, that's yeah. a good reason, right, to miss something. It sucks that you're missing it, but it could be it, worse. It, it sucks, but, I mean, if they're going to increase me from $20 an hour to $25 an hour, you got to take it. 
Send a nice gift. Well, anyhow, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Weapons Hot Show. You can follow me, at JetsFan0523, my partners in crime on the other side of the glass. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine at Jets by Jimmy. Mr. Kevin Jackson, who is AWOL tonight at Spotty Blackman. Nick, I think you have a Twitter handle, correct? Big Nick underscore SEC. 325. All right. Jesus don't forget, Christ. Don't forget. When to I created the Twitter well. in 2015, that was the section I was in. Just fix it, bro. Like, that's in your settings. Oh, my God. I'm following back. you, right? I take it back. Am I didn't make it. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> One hour was enough. We're back to it. Think, things right. were getting a little too cuddly around here, okay? <laughs> After four keystones, Jimmy turns into Scott. Was it four? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I only got one left. Hey, well, at least he's not telling somebody, hey, I'm going to use my face to give you a massage. <laughs> did I do that one time? Yes, you did that on the drunken episode of Weapon Oh, my God, Every that's Dog. the one I don't remember. Oh, snap. Yeah, I've heard about it. that episode. I've never seen it, but I've heard about that episode. It doesn't from, exist. Uh, it never happened. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> we have we have. No, that was, I was still in Indiana for that one. Yep. Oh, yep. my God. I think I just like walked away from the screen. No, dude, you passed out live on air and you passed out so bad that you actually killed your feed. We just heard thud <laughs> <laughs> and everything just went black. I'm like, Good. okay, I think we just lost Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. You did. Like, I, that was, ooh, boy, that was a good night. That was a good night. Iron Judge hit number 43 tonight and the Yankees are up 6 2. Nice. That's a beautiful thing. Let's go, Yanks. All right, so Weapons Hot, plenty of ways to consume the show. Weapons Hot's home base here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Download the app. If you have an Android, just go to the Google Play Store, uh, search up WWSRN or Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can do the same thing on Apple iOS. Just search up WWSRN, download the app. You can not only check out this show, but you could also check out the lineup of cool shows that are also on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Weapons Hot also has a Facebook page. Make sure you like, subscribe. Our content's up there. Message us. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth with people about this team. Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. If you enjoyed the show, you love what we're doing, you think we're great, leave us a like, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. That'd be great. If you think we suck and we know nothing about football, hey, that's fine too. Leave us a comment. We'll troll back and forth with you. It doesn't matter who you root for. All right? Weapons Hot will eventually get the YouTube channel up and going. It's not going to be Weapons Hot after dark anymore. It's actually going to be Weapons Hot Uncensored. So that is going to be fun. We what? are... De- oh, yeah. <laughs> it I'm is offended. Gonna- You're offended. I'm offended. <laughs> You're offended. What are, what are the new show titles pronouns, CJ? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, one day back in the saddle, he's already breaking my ball. <laughs> the show's pronouns are we versus them. Right. <laughs> All right. This is a topic for a different podcast, guys. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we we so. can cover this on Proud on Friday night. Let's do it. I'm there. Yes, absolutely. So hopefully Kevin Jackson will actually bring the strippers that he promised. Oh, my so. God. Yeah. What, what's up with Kevin not being here, man? I was so waiting to surprise him. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the poll that took out his internet on Friday still hasn't been repaired, so that could be the possibility. Well, now he's going <laughs> to see this. Now he's going to see this and cry. Uh, uh, of course, those that are interested in fantasy football, if you search our group out, Proud New York Jets fans on Facebook, we're going to put together 
as many people that want, we'll put divisions together, and then we'll have like a big fantasy football league. We're I mean, kicking around the idea of free or maybe like twenty bucks, something small, free? like a size. Sure, sure. Yeah. So join the group, proud New York Jets fans. Request us, and there'll be more info coming out in the next uh, week or two. We're gonna discuss some things. Jimmy, now you're back in the fold. We'll, we'll get you in it, and then you and I yep. will talk about everything, and uh, and we'll launch the idea. One more quick Weapon Todd plug. Weapon Todd's home base are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. They also have a Facebook page, so be sure to like, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification button, so every time we go live, you get a little ping, and you'll be able to catch us live on your smartphone, your PC, your dog's PC, your cat's PC, your goldfish's iPad, or whatever it is you're consuming us from. And also on Tuesday nights, Courtesy of Facebook page, Jets World, myself, in a solo show called Weapon Top Mission Briefs. Starting tomorrow night, we kick off the Know Thy Enemy series as we take a look at the Buffalo Bills with special guest, Mr. Ryan Thomas from the Thomas Take Podcast. Very special time. Instead of 7 o'clock, it will be at 8 o'clock. Unfortunately, that's the only time that Ryan is available, so be sure to tune in with that. Again, Jets World. And also Mission Briefs also has a page too, so be sure to like, subscribe to that one as well. JR doing some good stuff over there, helping me out with that page. So, for Mr. Nicholas Sean Jr. over there, from proud New York Jet fans, we've got Jimmy the Reaper Jardine joining us. Welcome back, my brother. Happy to be back, man. This this is so much fun. I don't like being away. So I'm actually going to be buying, so my YouTube channel kept getting demonetized. It's just a, a real quick thing. So when you saw on my channel, if you've been following me for a while, like pre-draft, I usually do a whole bunch of game film breakdown of various players and stuff coming out of college or the big Sam Darnold thing. I showed how horrible he was from the start. But I keep getting demonetized because I don't have the rights to some videos. So I'm actually purchasing some NFL films that shows every game every like I can rewind. I can draw on the screen. I can do like all this stuff with this program. So I actually own the rights to the stuff that I that I put on the channel. So eventually we're going to get back to it. So I appreciate coming back, man. I, I really like doing this stuff. Like I said, just life happens. And sometimes you just got to handle the real business before you can have the fun. Absolutely. All right, guys. So for Nicholas Shine Jr. over there from Proud New York Jet fans, be sure to go check him out. And Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, our XO, back in the house. This is CJ the Painkiller Simone signing off. We'll see you guys as always. Let's get you some Jets Break song, baby. One, two, three. And this has been Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Peace! You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.